0: With more on those market moves, I'm joined by Ash Burton Investments, Patrice Rousseau. Patrice, good afternoon. What a day, sea of red.
1: What is going on? Yeah, good afternoon. As you mentioned, the comments of Fed Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell didn't help at the beginning of the week. He's starting to talk about interest rates likely to head higher, despite everyone looking at inflation rolling over in the U.S. So. Um, the talk is still that the tighter fate with um, the pace of rate hikes not yet getting to the peak, so there's no peak rates. But I think the news of the day really has been the meltdown in the U.S. banking sector, which dropped 6.6 percent um, lo- overnight, and that's due to very specific factors. There's, um, one bank called silvergate which has been lending to the crypto industry which announced plans that it would liquidate there's another bank called silicon valley bank svb which funds tech startups basically venture capital which was trying to raise um, um to, to to have a share sale because it took heavy losses in its portfolio so this all led to contagion as the one the one silvergate dropped 40 percent, the other share um silicon valley uh, bank dropped 60 percent and we've seen that propagate this morning into the asian market mm. where, where that market wobbled and and took quite a knock and and our market also down if you take the top 40 now down 1.8 percent actually doing slightly better than than what we've seen in asia our banks down roughly 2.2 percent i would say sort of outperforming what we've seen in the rest of the globe, and definitely outperforming the U.S.
0: So, Patrice, a lot of the pressure is coming out of the U.S. We had that jobs data come out yesterday, so let's talk about markets reacting to that as well. Also, earlier this week, we would have heard of Russia intensifying its strike on the Ukraine. So, you know, just globally, it, um, it, we're not seeing uh, very uh, upside, um, you know, um, circumstances. So talk to us about how markets are also reflecting that today.
1: Yeah, I think the market, as you rightly say, on the one side, geopolitical risk is not abating, which is being a feature of markets and, and, and disappointment there. On the other side, I think the market is really yearning to find um, some evidence that the high inflation rates in in the developed world is starting to roll over. And unfortunately, we're not find, finding that. And later uh, on today, we're going to have the U.S. non-farm payrolls. What that means is we're going to look at employment growth in the U, in, in the U.S. And a month ago, very strong growth in employment spooked the market because strong growth in employment means highest wage and salary growth, which means that inflation might be more persistent and that the Reserve Bank might still have to rates. So actually, oddly enough, mm. good economic data in the U.S. is not seen as positive for markets. It's seen as a potential uh, flag for the, the Reserve Bank to, to hike interest rates further up and, and that's negative for markets.
0: Now, Patrice, bringing it back home, it has been a very quiet day um, in terms of sense notices today. We did have a very busy week, uh, but today not much happening. I think what does stand out for me um, is possibly news of Premier Foods returning to the JSE. So let's talk about that, um, you know, uh, as Brait does uh, decide to list this company.
1: Yeah, I mean, mean, Premier has been talked about as a potential listing for a while. Mm um it's been an embedded and embattled sector i mean anything to do with manufacturing in south africa given the large heading has been has been difficult so obviously as our BOAS has been shrinking i think a, a new counter would be welcome for investors in terms of a potential investment um, um, opportunity so i think um, by and large, I think there could be quite a lot of interest, depending on on the valuations. Because, as I mentioned, I think I think it's it's been difficult for manufacturers in in South Africa.
0: All right, and also yesterday, S and P came out to downgrade their outlook. Well, they created outlook for South Africa. That's gone from stable. I uh, know that's gone from positive to stable. Is it something that market participants are then now concerned about, Patrice? Are there so many headwinds, you know, that this is just another one and, you know, uh, the markets will keep um, reacting the way that we are seeing them react this morning?
1: Look, so that's obviously negative. I mean, we feel that our bonds already have discounted quite a bit. There was the overhang from, from the, the, the ESCOM potential debt risk. I think that's been addressed. In the budget by by the minister um i think now it's a question of of maybe uh the market requiring a little bit more certainty when it comes to the path of economic growth and what we are likely to experience in terms of load shedding as we've seen already there, there was a very poor economic growth data release for quarter four i mean that's behind us um, massive disappointment there um costing us you know, over a percent of in economic growth. I think that's quite concerning. So the question is: Have we seen peak load shedding uh, with a new minister of electricity? Are we going to see um, a bit more of a stable grid? I think this is what the market is looking uh, forward to. But as you say rightly, so it's just been a slew of negative news. Um, but I'm of the view that you know. It won't take a lot to change sentiment. I think we are so used to, I mean, we've already experienced, I think, um, close to 150 days of, of load, okay. sh- load shedding in, in the last year. So I think just improving that is likely to lead to, to more positive sentiment in terms of the JSE and South Africa in general.
0: And then before I let you go, Patrice, let's touch on the RAND. Um, that's also had a, a bit of a tough week. I think um, some analysts that I've spoken to this week they were hoping that it wouldn't breach the 1860 mark. Um, it hasn't seemed to, but still not really a good week for the RAND. Also just factoring a lot of, um, you know, the slew of negative news that you referred to.
1: Yeah, um, in terms of the RAND, I think we need to also look at what the dollar's doing after the news last night and, Earlier in the week, we've seen the dollar weaken against uh, the major crosses. Um, the rent actually is in the front foot now again. Um, so more as a function of the dollar weakening. The rent at, at trading at 18.40. As you said, it was flirting with 18.60 with some technical analysts talking about 19 being the next step up. Um, but I think a lot of the, this bad news is baked into the currency. We we feel the currency is trading um, quite cheap versus our estimates of, of purchasing power parity, which was closer to 17 to the dollar.
0: All right, and we do have a little bit of more time, so I'd like to just quickly hear your thoughts on the Distill and Heineken deal going through. Now, there's a lot of conditions here, Patrice, but we haven't actually seen them. Um, but, you know, it's finally gone through, and um, it looks like they will be holding on to the Savannah and Hunter's Dry Brands. Um, what do you think about, you know, this 18-month um, deal coming to a close?
1: Look, i mean it's it's been a very protracted uh, gestation period i mean i think this is this is often i mean you spoke o- already about the jst being embattled, but at the same time low valuations means that we're seeing potential mergers and acquisitions from from um overseas where, where, where we're being looked at as a gateway to growth in the rest of africa mm-hmm. i think taking that long and with so many uh, restrictions the red tape often discourages um these acquisitions although we we've, we've seen uh, buyers for you know the likes of alexander forbes we've seen buyers um uh, coming to our market um uh, and looking at a number of counters walmart for massmart so this is just another one um but yes i mean it's, it's always difficult i don't think that deal would have flowed if they would have had to dispose to some of the leading points inside the brands as you mentioned. So so that wouldn't have worked because these brands carry a lot of equity and and there's a very strong growth path into the rest of the continent as well. So uh Heineken wouldn't have wanted to to do the deal without these brands coming along.
0: Well Patrice thank you so much for your time. Have a great weekend thank you for your insights this afternoon. That was Patrice Rousseau from Ashburton Investments.